podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to another Leeds That Fan Interview podcast. Today's episode features Mark Bryan. Uh, you might have also heard him in our October podcast. Um, he featured as Sadly Bolsh in the game that we played, which was uh, the catch. Mark talks uh, in this interview about his passion for Leeds United um, and we also talk to him about his particular niche skill of painting Corinthian figures. Yeah, I've had uh, Mark paint me one before. He did me a David Batty 1992 championship one. Yeah, we actually mentioned that in the uh, in the interview. Oh, did you? Yeah, so I told him that it's a, a prized possession of yours. Yeah, it's in pride and place in my, in my living room. How was it, guys? It was uh, good to catch up with him. should say that this is the second uh, one of these in a row that we've done where it's uh, somebody I went to university with. We're not getting the third one on because they support Sheffield United. That's a very good point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I've known Mark uh, a long time, gone to quite a lot of games with him uh, and he's he's a top bloke and it was uh, good to catch up and hear a bit more. Some of the things I'd forgotten about, obviously you've had a conversation about how you get into Leeds over time, but you kind of then forget about it. So it was good to to refresh that. And uh, yeah, he's got a, he's got an interesting story. Does he reference Fisherman's Friends at all? <laughs> no, do you know what? He doesn't. Yeah, we should have asked him about that. Yeah, it turns out that's possibly something that we've noticed that isn't that big of a deal to him. The story is that he brings Fisherman's Friends, as in the sweets, not the uh, the Cornish shanty band, um, <laughs> to to uh, away games. And Dad's ha- a fan of them, isn't he? Matt? Big fan, yeah. Fun and they'll, so. they'll hand them out around um, hand them out around half time. That's about as much as there is to that story. It does help for a horse throat at half time. I, I always appreciate them. Yeah, especially when you've been singing. Okay, so let's get into the interview. Matt talks about how they first met. So, Mark, thanks very much for coming on the Leeds That Podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, When I first met you, it was over a lecture theatre in 2003. Feels a very long time ago, doesn't it? At the start of our university degree, and you were in a Leeds shirt, which was a very, very clever idea. It was a tactic. Yeah. I wore it thinking, if there's any other Leeds supporters around on our course, they'll come over and speak to me. And And it worked. I did like a fly to uh, proverbial. (laughs) I uh, headed over to say hello. And yeah, and we got to know each other from there. We did, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, travelling on trains to Leeds, to away games. Yeah, yeah, good all, the glam, all the glamour. All the glamour, crew away, Blackburn away, Coventry. But then I think to my surprise, the second time or second or third time I saw you in a lecture theatre, you were in a Southampton shirt. Oh yeah, that was my dad's. <laughs> yeah, tell me a bit um, about it. Well, it was um, my dad, I don't want to be too, too bleak on the podcast. My dad uh, died when I was 16 and um, that was one of his old shirts. And I just, I kind of, I wouldn't say Southampton were my second team. You can't have a second team when you're over eight years old, can you? But um, yeah, they they were, you know, I look out for their results and, you know, being my dad's team, I just sort of keep an eye on them. So the obvious question is how, when your dad was a Southampton fan, how did you become a Leeds fan? My dad worked for the Salvation Army. So we we moved around a lot when I was a kid and um, he was from Southampton. But when I was, I think, five or six years old, we ended up moving to Morley and living there. I wasn't really into football from a very young age, but um, I suppose sort of seven, eight, started watching football. All my friends at school supported Leeds. Leeds was the nearest ground to, to where I lived. Yeah, it just sort of went from there, really. It's, it's funny. I remember once, like, the, my dad used to have, like, football focus or whatever on, on a Saturday afternoon, and um, the table popped up, and I saw Leeds there, and they were, like, I think they were about fifth in the Premier League at the time. I was like, right, I'm going to support Leeds now. And then that was it. I just decided that day. And so um, those little yeah. moments in life that makes such a huge impact on the future. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, that hadn't, if I hadn't just decided I was going to support Leeds that day, I'd put Leeds that in there. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, who, I wouldn't be here recording this now, would I? Who knows what would be would be going on differently. For you then, our, our whole Leeds That Thing is about the moments in our history where it's so utterly, typically Leeds United. What's your biggest Leeds That moment? You know, I thought you might ask that because, well, because I've listened to your other shows. So <laughs> I'm enjoying it, by the way. Um, yeah, I, I thought you might ask that. And I think to me, that phrase has come really sort of prevalent over the last two or three years. It's become more sort of mainstream. I think it's been in the subconscious, I guess. But last season was just full of them, wasn't it? And I think, <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, no team's ever been top on Christmas and then and not gone up. Leeds hold my beer. Um, you know, we come up against Wigan. Oh yeah, we've, we've not lost any points from winning positions all season. Oh, here's 10 men who haven't won away since August. Um, you know, oh, no team's ever lost a playoff semi-final after winning the away leg first. And yeah, let's not talk about that. It's still too grim, isn't it? I think it is Wigan for me. That was just so, so Leeds. I think I made my Facebook status that day, Leeds that. Mm. And the amount of people that were like, someone just replied, yep, peak Leeds. And it just was. It's a team. They, they were rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were a rubbish team. And they had 10 men. And oh, I'm getting emotional now just, just going through it again. I still don't know how we lost that. Well, I don't know how they did it. How, what, we never do that, do we? We never have a fixture where we go, like, can you, if you spun that round, you couldn't insert the word Leeds United in the other bit of it. Oh, Leeds haven't won since August. They're down to 10 men against the no, top you, of the league you're, team. You're so right. But yeah, that was, yeah. No, no, hope, no points dropped from a winning position. A team that hadn't won away since August. 10 men, 1-0 up. Leeds oh, that. Leeds that. What was your first game? My first game, uh, Coventry at home in... I can't, I can't give you a date. I remember when you guys said it, you'd, you'd looked up the dates. It was like spring of 1994, I think. Uh, we won 1-0. To be honest, I don't really remember much about it. What I do remember is I missed the goal. I think as like a, a nine-year-old, I was just kind of looking around, the, you know, looking around, taking everything in, apart from the match, apparently. Um, Rod Wallace scored and we beat him 1-0. But from then on, well, the next season, I was a season ticket holder. Really? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was hooked. Just That's got quite the, the jump. Yeah, well, they did. Um, it was like a special offer they were doing at the time. They were doing um, free children's season tickets with adult ones. So my dad got one, and him and my mum were going to like take turns taking me. And they got well, they got three free kids ones for me and my two sisters. And um, so your yeah. dad, so your dad had kind of caught the Leeds bug as well. Yeah, he had. And um, well, especially you know that season we were we were all right side. Then we finished about fifth. Mm. That's well, that was the season we got Yaboa. So the first half of the season was a bit hit and miss. And then it started getting exciting. Unfortunately, after that, I couldn't get a season ticket again for years because we moved in the summer of 1995. So I missed the Liverpool goal, you know, all that. I didn't go to another game until Yeboa was almost on the way out. Where, whereabouts did you move to then? We moved to North London, Enfield, which was Tottenham and Arsenal territory. But what, um, What's it like being a Leeds fan in uh, North London? You know what? I, I think that's, it was then I realised that I knew more about football than other kids because like they, they'd heard of Yeboah and that was about it. And I could, you know, tell them all the Tottenham and Arsenal players and knew what was going on. Um, but yeah, they were, they gave me a bit of stick, but I could give them more at that stage because Leeds were better than them both. I think George Graham had just been kicked out of Arsenal. Spurs had Klinsman, but they were still, they weren't that good. We had Yeboah. You know, we were going to win the league the next season, <laughs> weren't we? So if that was your first game, is that the era that defines where your favourite player is from? Um, I think my favourite player is, like of all time, is Gary Speed. So, yes, it is the short answer to that. But then, obviously, I'm quite in the moment as well, especially when the moment at the moment is so, you know, it's been some of the best football we've played in a long time. So, um, 
I think I am pretty attached to some of the players now, but I realise I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a goals whore as well. When I look back over the years, I'm like like Becchio has been like a big favourite of mine. Beckford, even though I know a lot of people gave him stick when he was here and said, "Oh, he don't work hard enough," but I just love the goals. You know, so, who on earth is your favourite at the moment? At the moment, well, see, <laughs> that's a really good question, and I think I'll just have to go and say Calvin Phillips. Yeah, well, hopefully he'll uh, chip in with a few. Somebody's going to need to, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So if Coventry's your first game. What was your, what's the best game you've been to? Best game? Well, I think, it's hard to see, in terms of pure football, it's like the last season, but in terms of just the experience and the raw emotions and feelings about it, I'd say it's got to be from that 2009-10 season with Grace, and there was a lot of good memories from there. You know, we went to Man United away, we went together. We went to Spurs away, was a really, even though that was a draw, I remember that, I think I actually enjoyed that more, but I think it's got to be that Bristol's, uh, Bristol Rovers game at home. I just loved that, and like, the changing feelings throughout, you know, at halftime, we're playing Huddersfield in the playoffs and definitely not winning. That was, a, then, that was a true Leeds that game, really, that, wasn't it? Well, I, I'm not sure if that is true Leeds that because we actually won in the end. <laughs> true. Yeah, that, that game, you just went through everything because Gradle gets sent off and you think, oh, this is, this is tricky. They go 1-0 up and you think, right, we're done. And then it just it just all changed around, didn't it? Grayson rolled the dice of it with his tactics and it came off big time. And yeah, I still look at that as probably my, my favourite game. So, Mark's Corinthian repaints. Mark's Corinthian repaints. The business I started, well, I say business, not proper business, but started <laughs> by accident. And um, yeah, it's just grew, grew much more than I ever knew. Um, so, so for people who don't know anything about it, what, yeah, what is this? Yeah, Corinthians, it's a funny term. Like, you know, people hear it and think, what on earth is that? Um, to people of a certain vintage, our age, yep. um, <laughs> uh, Corinthian figures were quite a big, a big deal, I think. When they came out in the sort of mid-90s, they're uh, little plastic figures, about sort of seven and a half to eight centimetres tall. That accuracy, that's a nerd, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and yeah, they were, had made like different caricatures of loads of different players. It started off with just England players, got popular, they made clubs. And um, yeah, that, so I, I collected them as a kid these little figures. I, um, I got one for Christmas one year and got hooked on them after that. Then they kind of, as I got older, they went in a shoebox in my mum's house until I had a sort of one of those nostalgia fests at uni. Well, you know, those dangerous times when like you're talking about something one night and you think, oh, I'll just go onto eBay and, and see. <laughs> and um, from that point on, I decided to try and get all of the Leeds ones. Yeah, so the, the, I mean, when they first came out, there's only sort of three or four, I think there was four Leeds ones at first. There was Yeboah, Speed, McAllister and Brian Dean. And then as we started getting a bit better, they released a few more. So yeah, I decided at uni one time to try and get hold of all of them, which I did. And then, well, as you do, I was Googling to try and find if there was any more, you know, just Google search when you get obsessed with something, which I had become. And I saw a picture of an Eric Cantona one in Leeds kit. And I thought, well, that was never in the shops. You know, it's the wrong era. It's the wrong, wrong time scale. So it was on Facebook. So I sent a message to the guy whose it was. He was like, oh, I painted it. Do you want me to do one for you? And he told me how much he was going to charge me. And I was like, I'll have a go myself. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the word. How, how much was he going to charge you? Um, it was only like a tenner, but like the, you could get them for sort of two pound on eBay, the standard ones. And, you know, I'm just, I'm quite tight fisted. So, <laughs> so I thought I'd have a go myself because um, I've been quite good, you know, having worked in like in education and stuff, quite good at like art and projects and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, I just decided to have a go. And another part of my sort of nerdy nature, I decided, I was like, right, I'm going to start blogging this. I put about two or three blog posts up with pictures. And from that, I got people saying, well, what are you doing for me as well? Within weeks of, of you know, of starting, which was, you know, I never expected that to happen at all. It was just about doing them for my own collection. 
yeah, people just started saying, well, I'll pay you if you're doing for me. So I thought, why not? I'll have a crack. How many Leeds players have you got now? Because you, you started by repainting as many different Leeds players and it seems to have got more and more niche. <laughs> it has got more has gone, and more niche, yeah. Like, I was trying to think, I'm not, in some ways, I'm not a very good, I'm not a very typical collector because I can't tell you exactly how many I've got. I can't tell you like, exactly how many were, were released or something like that. I would say in Leeds kit released, there were probably maybe 40 or so from, you know, going from sort of 1995 kind of era to to about, well, when we were relegated, I'd say sort of 03 or 04, I think is the last official Leeds ones were made. Um, then I started getting the ones who had played for other clubs. So for example, like Hasselbank, I mentioned Cantona before. Um, and when you say niche, I mean, Alan Wright with one game on loan, that's pretty niche, isn't it? Um, I've got one of him. So I've got, of the sort of the bigger size ones, the, well, the pro stars they're called, um, 160-ish, I think. All in different Leeds kits. All in different Leeds kits, yeah. And of the smaller ones, they when they came out, they were called MicroStars. I've got about, uh, I think it's about 50 or 60 of them. Amazing. And they're all players who played for Leeds. I've made one or two lookalikes. I decided after a while that's not what I wanted to do, but I think that was part of my kind of learning curve as a collector and a massive nerd. But you've also got people coming to you and saying, can you make one of my son or my granddad? Yeah, I get that occasionally. Yeah, I get a few weird ones like, sort of like, oh, can you do a figure of my boyfriend for his birthday? Or can you do one of my son? So yeah, I've got... He happens to look like Gianfranco Zola. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I've had a few like that. I mean, sometimes, you know, if it's just change the hair colour, that's all right. Or add a beard, that's not too difficult. Um, if they like say, oh, can you just, can you give it a completely different hairstyle? Bit more of a challenge. I've done a few like that. Um, but yeah, obviously the painting, changing the kits is... It's quite easy to me now, really. And actually, it's called Mark's Corinthian Repaints, but a, a large part of it's nothing to do with painting at all. I, I'm not sure what you're getting <laughs> at there. It's all around the um, the uh, printouts. Oh right, yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, with I do well the the design and styles of the kits I do um I paint, but like sponsors and badges and things like that I do um I don't paint those. I think however good you are at painting, you're not going to get it as good as you can get it from a computer. There are some, some people who argue against that, the sort of purists of collecting. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I print them on, I've got a special kind of paper. It's essentially, it's making tiny stickers that you can just put on, but they're, um, they're not very thick, so they don't, you don't see the joins. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty good work, if I say so myself, if I'm allowed to. When you started talking about it, it took me away into sort of a moment in time, mm-hmm. like being in Toys R Us and I could actually see the rack Oh yeah, that had them all, and it was like this massive thing. And you look for the Leeds ones. Obviously, Toys R Us are dead now. Is <laughs> Corinthians dead? Corin- well, yeah, Corinthians is dead. I think that's part of the reason why there's quite a lot of demand for me because you know people they've got like a collecting itch they need to scratch. Really, um, there is a a sort of a similar company. I don't know if it's related to Corinthian anyway because some of the figures are in like the same poses, but they are the smaller ones. They're called Soccer Stars with a Z. Um, so that's where the sort of newer figures come from. So I've managed to get a few Leeds ones from that. So there's like Fabian Delph in England kit. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, there's some, again, niche, Ross Turnbull. How many games did he play for us? One, I think. Was it even that? I think he played in the League Cup. I've got memories of him against Doncaster when we lost that penalty shootout. I'm trying to think of some of the others from those. I mean, you know, I'm hoping for a, like possibly a Lewis Cook coming in, but well, then that would be horrible to see him in Bournemouth kit, but I could change him into Leeds soon enough. Painted Um, white. Yeah, painted white, absolutely. Do you think you'd still have this oh, oh, obsession? Is far too strong of a word, but I'm not sure that if, it is. <laughs> okay, if uh, if Leeds win the Premier League and these players were being released, or like, do you think part of it is Lewis Cook shouldn't be in a Bournemouth shirt? I, I can fix this. Is that part of it? It is part of it. It's also just part of 
I want to, to have any player that's played for Leeds. You know, that's kind of my mm-hmm. specification for my collection is any player that's re- released in that style of figure that's played for Leeds, I just want it. <laughs> so how much of it is for your own collection and how much of it is for others? How much, is it a full-time job? It's not a full-time job, no. I mean, it's a nice little bit on the side. Um, don't take that out of context. Um, yeah, it's, I do, you know, it's, it's a nice a bit of an extra. Um, I don't think I've finished a figure for myself in over a year. I've, you know, a lot of people are coming to me. I've not cleared my desk completely in over a year either. I've got um, people coming to me, all different kinds of figures as well now, not just Corinthians. I've got like... Um, I don't know if you remember the, the, I think some people call them Kenneth, like Tonka sports stars from the early 90s in like an action pose, those ones, they're sort of bigger ones. Like Basically, people come to me with anything saying, oh, can you try and paint this? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'll give, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Do they take you long? What's the kind of time frame on um, turning them around? It does, obviously. It really depends on how difficult the kit is. A sort of, you know, your standard kind of Leeds kit of just white with a bit of blue or yellow trim would take without the drying time in between, sort of an hour or so. But then I th- I've had some that I think would have taken double that or maybe more. What's the most ambitious, I- complicated kit you've had to go at? Two spring to mind immediately. Do you remember Holland's kit from Euro 88? The, the sort of mm. zig, well, I was going to say zigzaggy one. It's like sort of different shades of orange in like kind of V patterns on. Yeah. That I think is probably the best one I've done. Um, but then also a similar one and someone I'm, I'm going to sound like a name dropper I've never actually spoken to him but a friend of Gareth Barry's got in contact with me saying um, I want to do like a, a kit like a special figure for him with all the four kits that, of the teams he's played for in the Premier League to commemorate him breaking that appearance record so I did a quarter of an Everton shirt a quarter of a Man City shirt a quarter of a West Brom shirt and a quarter of a which other, whatever other team it was Villa of course yeah. and yeah so that was that was quite a good one quite difficult but I, I enjoyed doing that one and yeah, it's now it's sitting on Gareth, Gareth Barry's mantelpiece, I Have think. You, and did you get any feedback on that one? Because I, I see that on social media, if, uh, if you post a picture of one that you've repainted, occasionally the actual player will Yeah, I try and, I try and um, you know, get a bit, of, a bit of traction by doing that on social media. The, the most recent one the other night, Julian Jochim <laughs> replied to my Leeds figure of him. Um, but yeah, I get quite a few tweets back from them. I think football players have got big egos, haven't they? They like things being done about them, so... Um, I get quite a few tweets. I've got, I've actually kept an album on my Facebook page of tweets back from players. I think probably the the biggest reaction I've got, and maybe this is because they aren't quite as high profile as some of the others, is from the Costa Rica squad of the 2014 World Cup. Um, I had one guy who was like, can you do me all these plays? So I did him pretty much the whole squad. They're all lookalikes. Oh yeah, lookalikes, yeah, because they didn't make Costa Rica players, but like players who looked enough like them to be passable. And um I had them like ten, um, sending me tweets back saying, it's an honour that you made this and all right. that. Uh, Joel Campbell, if you remember, he played for Arsenal for a bit. He made it his profile photo for a while. Um, just things like that. So, it was, yeah, it was quite exciting. And I, every World Cup, like this is another of my sort of traditions, I buy myself a shirt from a team that I've liked in that World Cup. So I got the Costa Rica shirt after that one, having a bit of a, an affinity with them after that. And does the collection extend to getting the same player in every single different lead shirt that they wore at the club? In a word, no. Okay. <laughs> if I if I have like duplicates of players that I just come by, I think, oh, sometimes I do that. But there'd be so many to do, wouldn't there? So, so how do you choose which kit to put them in? Sometimes, 
well, if they've done something like in a specific kit, you know, that like their most significant moment was in where I remember I spoke with you about, I got hold of a Harland figure, which he was quite hard to come by, quite rare. And I was like, oh, you know, thinking about what to do. The first one that came to mind was the yellow and blue halves. But then you were like, oh, what about Roma when he played so well in that home game? So he's the only one I've done, I think, with the, you know, white shirt, dark blue shorts combo that we wore that night. Um, things like, you know, there, there was a Matteo Liverpool figure. So I thought, well, that's got to be the one, you know, the San Siro goal. And yeah, just things like that. And then, I mean, every now and then I just think I haven't done that kit and I'd like to do it. So say I did Juve in the the, um, the black and luminous yellow pinstriped one just, just for kicks and just to see to see what it would look like. And yeah, I do that every now and then, just try out a different kit. Is there a like a Sheffield Wednesday equivalent of a Mark Bryan? Is there a... Do um, other clubs have you... Possibly, I have. I've come across. I've got a few regulars. Like one of one of my regulars in Singapore. He, I've done so many Spurs figures for him, um, and he was. You were talking about getting a player in every kit he's worn. He's after Michael Dawson in every kit he's ever worn for Spurs, which seemed a bit of a random choice for me. And you know, I thought, but um, I suppose he was there for a long time. Um, he so he's had. I think I've done every player for, that they released in Spurs kit for him. I've got, you know, I have got a Sheffield Wednesday customer. I've got Sheffield United customers. That was a bit painful last year. When it, but, um, oh, I didn't want a bash from one. Did <laughs> he, oh. did, he didn't, no, fortunately. But, you, got, you got any clubs that you won't paint? Um, there's one that I've turned down and it was Galatasaray for obvious reasons. He, um, he came to, he, for some, I don't know why he wanted it. Well, it was Hadji. So I suppose he's, you know, quite a, a high profile player, quite a you know, legendary status player. He wanted me to do two Rangers players and a Galatasaray. I was like, I'll do your Rangers for you, but sorry, Galatasaray is just non-negotiable, not doing it. We'd all back that. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, I'm not, well, I don't know. It's, it's, it was just never entered my mind. I've said beforehand, because people have asked me before, is there any you'd turn down? And I know you've told, said before, I'm quite liberal about my Man United hating this. I've done a few Man United players. Yeah. But, um, Galatasaray was just never. Bridge too far. Bridge too far. He's right. Does that extend to players? Are there any players you'd say no to? I think, are you thinking about Harry Kuehl? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I have done Harry Kuehl. Um, yeah, I don't mind. But, but only in a lead ship. Only in, oh yeah, yeah, only in lead stuff, yeah. That's, see, that's, that's where my kind of hatred of him <laughs> and my collector nerdiness kind of were at loggerheads a little bit. I did decide, well, they did actually release a couple of him, which I had before he'd ever, you know, gone to Liverpool and gone to Galatasaray. But then, yeah, I did end up with a couple of others as well. And has this venture, the uh, the Corinthian repainting, had any impact uh, or unusual consequences on how you support the club? So have you become a bit of a minor celebrity in any way? Or um, do, do you find yourself at a game looking at a player and going, oh, I wouldn't mind repainting him? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you make that, that sound like another sort of sexual undertone? <laughs> um no, I wouldn't say minor celebrity. I mean, I think there are a few people, you know, around, I mean, I haven't got many Twitter followers, to be honest, but I think I am sort of known to an extent. What's your, what's your Twitter handle? We'll see um, if we can, uh, we can, see if we can boost it by um, one with our four listeners. At Mark J. Bryan, Mark with a C. Oh yeah, that's um, important. It is very important. Um, yeah, but I mean, to be honest, that's, it's not like an official one for my repaints. It's just mine. I've, I've got an Instagram for my repaints and I've got a Facebook page. So yeah, if you just search Mark's, Mark's Corinthians on either, you'll find it there. Little plug, self plug there. Nice. Go for it. Are there any uh, plans, anything special that you've got in the pipeline for the centenary? 
<laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, maybe I should do a, a limited edition shirt for £150 on a player. Oh, that's a good <laughs> idea. Oh, that is ideal. <laughs> Can you get no. the little toggles and everything? <laughs> um, no, I haven't got any plans particularly. No, just if anyone, if anyone wants to get in contact with me with ideas, I'm happy to do that. But it, like we were saying before, it's harder to come by like Leeds players from the current team at the moment. I mean, the hope is... And obviously I wouldn't have to repaint them myself, but if we go up this year, obviously that'd be amazing. And they might actually make a set of Leeds players for, for next season. Cause I think anyone producing football stuff knows Leeds have got a big enough following that it would be successful. But I think while we're in the championship, we will not get figures made of our players. Well, apart from by me. <laughs> there you go. This is the only place you're going to get <laughs> former Corinthian players of Leeds United players whilst we're still poor. What's the most random repaint that you've done again this is a question i often get um there's two that spring to mind one leads related one not um i'll go with the leads one first one fella came to me and actually i've done a few of his son as well but so that's i won't count that's random because he his son's favorite player was neymar he's like we do neymar in a leads kit number 11 on the back so (laughs) somewhere out there there's a little lad with um a neymar leads figure from i think it was the Hockaday era kit. So that one, the <laughs> one without really the cool. sponsor on the, the, just white with the blue neck, blue around the neck and blue around the arms. So yeah, Neymar. Um, and the other one, which I'd say is even more of a stretch, is Ronaldinho in St. Mirren kit. <laughs> because apparently, like, I'd, I'd never heard this story before, but apparently um, when he was moving from Brazil to France, when he went to PSG, there was rumours of him being sent on loan to Scotland to um, to acclimatise to living in Europe and get some first team football under his belt. And a big St Mirren fan came to me and uh, and got me to do that. So yeah, I think that's the most random one. He sent me a picture of it. He, like, he was holding it up at the game and took a picture with the match going on in the background. Um, I think that's probably the only time Ronaldinho has visited. Is it Fir Park they play at? I think I've shown my lack of Scottish <laughs> football knowledge there. St Mirren's ground anyway. So if I said to you, I would like you to do me a repaint of... Steve Morrison in the kit that he scored the penalty against against Sheffield Wednesday when we won 1-0. Is that doable? Um, I'd have to have a look through the old archive of figures and find someone who looks like Steve Morrison. Lucky person. You're looking for the <laughs> oldest fella going then? Yeah, well, well I, yeah, I could, I could grade the hair myself, but <laughs> Nigel Worthington, yeah. Yeah, the fossil. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would be doable. Oh, yeah. cool. Give me a shout. <laughs> it will do. And the uh, which player have you repainted the most? Who's come? A, who, who's crossed your uh, painting desk? Who's crossed my most painting often? desk the most? That's a difficult one. I've done a lot of Peter Beardsley's. I think partly because it is um, it, like his figures are like a dime a dozen. They're one of that first set that ever came out. You can get them for like for pence on eBay, and he's played for so many clubs. So you know, I've done Newcastle, Bolton, Man City, uh, Fulham, Hartlepool. He's played for so many teams. Um, I'm trying to think of. I think because I did so many Leeds ones for my own, I do get, you know, I've had quite a lot of uh, people getting Leeds ones because when you, if you're Googling, you know, Corinthian repainted figures or whatever, they'll see more of my Leeds ones than anything else because I've done more than that. Although Spurs, like I've said, with my regular in Singapore, Spurs is probably catching up with that now. Mm. But um, I think I've done quite a few David Batties for Leeds. Yeah, it's hard. I hadn't, I hadn't thought, you know, that's not a question I get so much. Yeah. So I've not got the stock answer in my head for that one. You did a David Batty for Andy, didn't you? On I our did, podcast. yeah. I just had a spare one. I thought, oh, a bit of practice. I'll, um, and I knew David Batty was his favourite. This was before the podcast was started. Yeah. Just did it and sent it off to him once. But... I think it's one of his uh, most cherished possessions. Yeah, he wasn't chucking that in the prize draw, was he? <laughs> no, that's true. And speaking of which, uh, for the prize draw, I believe, Mike, you've uh, you've brought something 
incredibly special. Oh, well, yeah. See, when, when I, you asked me to come on, I thought, oh, I've got to provide something for the prize pot. But <laughs> having listened before, I knew you already had a Corinthian figure. So I thought, well, what can I do that's a little bit different? Tony Eboa, by the way. Oh, no, yeah, Tony Eboa in its, in its mint packaging, yeah. yeah. Andy's claiming that it's worth thousands of pounds, I think. Oh, well, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Let's clear that up because and I've, I think it's the first episode, was it? Andy had said it was worth 50, 50 quid, 55 quid on eBay. Mark's an expert. How much do you reckon it's worth? Um, without wanting to devalue your prize pot too Whoa. much. Oh. Keep it to yourself and Mark. That's <laughs> yeah, it. Probably between five and ten pound. Right in its in its mint box. I mean, if you find John Lukic in Andy his box, that. if you find John Lukic in his box for cheap, get hold of that. How much? How much for that? How much for John Lukic? Thirty to forty. So still not fifty. No, still not fifty. There are some. There are some that we. Well, I say that I was going to say worth that. Worth is a funny concept when it comes to collecting. It's worth what someone's willing to pay. Mm. I think um, any of our four regular listeners will probably realise that Andy's prone to some slight exaggeration anyway. True. So. Uh, but get back to tell us oh, yeah, about sorry, the yeah. prize. Anyway, you, you said you devalued the prize pot. You're about to revalue it oh, with an incredible uh, donation. Oh well, thank you. It's um, it's a, a Funko Pop figure. They they are quite popular. That's sort of a growing area for me that I've been asked to paint. Um, you might recognise them if you see if you haven't heard of them. They're these they're figures that have got like a big square head rather than like a sort of rather than the kind of realistic well I say realistic rather than the Corinthian style. This is very realistic. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think Calvin's got a big square head, oh I've, I've given a little clue there. It's a Calvin <laughs> Phillips figure, a Calvin Phillips Funko. Um, there are no Leeds Funkos available in shops. You know, there's just sort of Man City, Chelsea, Man United, that kind of thing. So I thought I'd provide a one of a kind uh, Calvin Phillips. Funko figure for your prize pot and yeah I've been working on it all this week and got it ready just in time to bring to you this morning and let me tell you it's exceptional it's in this year's kit um the the regular one not the 150 pound rip off that uh, the home kit the home kit's not grey and pink that's true yeah it's in the best kit we've released white this season. and platinum isn't it yeah white and platinum with a gold badge randomly but yes uh in this year's kit uh, and you've had to go a bit of an extra mile on this to get the hair right yeah, well, we were talking about lookalikes before. I mean, lookalikes are a bit easier with Funkos because they're quite stylized. But um, I found a Gabriel Jesus figure, and um, and I had to do the do the hair, do Calvin's little. What is it? Is it top knot? Are we calling it a yeah, bun? A, I'm not sure what it, what would. Well, the the, the fuzzy bit on the back, the pineapple. Yeah. So yeah, I had to to um sculpt that. Andy was asking me earlier if I'd found like a child's toy bit of broccoli. To well, stick on, but I mean, from this angle, and I, again, this is an exceptional prize, so I'm not demeaning it in any way, but it looks like a clump of Cocoa Pops. Ah, yeah, tasty. Mm. It's not a clump of Cocoa Pops. It's not going to go mouldy or anything if, if you win this prize. It's expertly modelled by a... It's, it's it is crafted. It's beautifully yeah. crafted. Uh, well, well, we'll put a picture of that on, uh, on our um, social media yeah. at Leeds That. So and I'll, that I'll can, put it on mine as well for all of my loyal followers. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for bringing that in. Mark. Not a problem. I enjoyed making it. I enjoyed it a lot. I think I sent you a message saying it's the first time in ages I've been really excited to actually finish a figure. It's brilliant. And hopefully Calvin Phillips might give it a bit of love as well on social yeah. media if we're lucky. But yeah, that, that, is, uh, that is excellent. And the price pot growing ever more. So before you go, just to sort of talk a, a little bit more about the club, because I think a, a bit back to what Paul was saying earlier around the fact that you obviously are getting quite a lot of interest in the in the um, repaints that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a unique thing within the Leeds United fan base? Do you think that there's kind of an, an energy and an enthusiasm behind anything to do with Leeds United that you maybe don't get at other clubs? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right there. It's, it's hard to sort of say any more than that about it, really. I think Leeds fans, 
anything related to Leeds, they get behind. You know, regardless of what it is, like, I don't know, like a, a song to the tune of Agadoo or something like that. <laughs> you know, anything can go on social media and get a bit of a bit of traction if it's to do with Leeds, if it's, you know, if it's interesting, if it's different, if it's weird, you know, whatever. Mm. Leeds fans just get behind stuff. And yeah, I think that's one of the things that just, just makes us a special club, isn't it? And also the fact that it's such a wide fan base, such mm. a massive group of people that... You know, you'll have people who maybe never even thought about a Corinthian figure before. Well, yeah, you'll have people who've never never seen them before, probably. Yeah. And then that's why I think it becomes like so int- like interesting to them. I mean, I, you know, a friend of mine has got a kid who's seven who was fascinated when he, you know, he brought his, he saw my collection once and he just, he couldn't leave them alone. He was taking them off the shelf and looking at them and... Yeah, it, obviously he'd never heard of Corinthian figures. Were you nervous when he was doing that? Very. <laughs> <laughs> but you could always repaint them if they get damaged. I could, yeah. I mean, yeah, I might have to stick heads on knowing this little lad, <laughs> but or like stick arms back on or something. But you know, it's, it's doable, I suppose. And, and you said earlier, obviously, that your um, dad was in the Salvation Army, mm-hmm. and you yourself, um, you know, religion's an important part of your life and your family's mm-hmm. life. Uh, how does that interact with football? Are they two totally separate things? Or because a lot of people will refer to football and refer to Leeds United as a religion. As their religion, yeah. Elland Road is a church, all of that. How does it kind of, uh, how does it fit in your head? How do you compartmentalise the two? I wouldn't call it my religion. No. But obviously, in, in a lot of ways, I act the same. You know, I come <laughs> on a regular basis, sing when I'm there, you know, get behind what's going on. It's, uh, yeah, and even though you kind of prepared me for this question, I still don't really have an answer in my head that... that um, yeah, people call, yeah, obviously people call it a religion and but do you think that's a bit disrespectful if you um I think you can get offended by a lot of things if you want to, can't you? I think it is always sort of tongue in well mostly I'd say people say it tongue in cheek. I don't think you know they people say Bielsa is god. I I don't think they actually consider him to be a deity or you know what I mean <laughs> as much as he is amazing and I love everything that he's done at our club. Yeah. Um yeah, I think people get offended by too much stuff and I'm not one of those, really. And there's room for both. Yeah, definitely, definitely room for both. And do you get do you come across many Leeds United fans in the Salvation Army? Is there a is there a kind of a crossover group that you are friends with? Or? Yeah, yeah, I've got a few. Um, and you know, as I said, having moved around because of my dad working for the Salvation Army, it's quite useful for away trips as well. I remember <laughs> we've had a conversation once before saying, um, "It's not who you know, it's where they live." It switched last year. I had a I had a bed for the night. You know, I've got people who live you know all around the place. So I can if I need to stop for an away game, so that's that's useful. And obviously, we've had a few uh, few away days in the last fifteen, sixteen years. I what? can't believe it's sixteen years. Have you got any standout memories that you want to? Uh, Probably, probably doing myself uh, some harm by asking this question, but I'm sure you can remember some classics from down the years. Some classics from down the years. Well, this actually was on the way back from a game. I think you probably know what I'm going to say. And <laughs> it could be, it could be a number of things. Yeah, we, um, it, could, it still could. On when we came, went to midweek games at uni, we would um, at Elland Road. Yeah. Elland Road, yeah. Those direct trains to get there were fine, but the last train from Leeds to Preston was what, like, I think it was like quarter past nine or something like that. Yeah, we had, yeah. We'd have the Manchester stopover, waiting there till sort of two or three in the morning to get a, a train back to Preston. And I've often thought about this, that this isn't really what a normal set of students would do, because if you're stuck in Manchester until two in the morning, <laughs> you'd go to a bar or a club. Yeah, we, we just sat, we on, the sat, on, the, sat on, the train, on the train platform with our Burger King yeah, in, um, <laughs> in Manchester Piccadilly. I just remember some, some like drunken woman coming up to us, like going, excuse me, mate, have you got any Coke? 
I don't mean cocaine. I mean that stuff you put in vodka. And I remember that. Just <laughs> we were laughing about that like all the way home, even though it was, to be honest, it was probably like a grim, or like a nil-nil oh, draw at home or something. It was, that was the first season in the championship era, wasn't it? I think I probably made this point every single time we were sat on the floor at Manchester Piccadilly. And it was a regular thing because it was, we were playing lots of home games mm. on a Tuesday night. Uh, I, I think I said, if we had not had the big fall from grace just before we went to university and we was instead we were going away to ac milan and barcelona our, yeah our student loan could have been on flights to europe exactly. couldn't it? instead of to, instead of crew and stoke and, and things like that you'd have had to set up that um repaints business area just to, <laughs> yeah. just to cover the airfare oh i was thinking about the westlake oldham moment <laughs> oh yeah that was well yeah see i didn't go to, notice how i didn't go to like a game moment i went to some kind of nonsense on the way home that's no, but that's 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 what it is though isn't it that's about being in the community and yeah definitely and the experience because i've said this many times there was a long period maybe oh eight or nine years where the football was so utterly secondary that the only reason the, we kept going the day was, was more enjoyable than the absolute match mm. i didn't even know we played a lot of the time and it didn't matter it was about having that continuity and and having a like they scheduled our our social life for us and mm. the chance of actually seeing each I other. I saw, um, I can't remember who it is, but like someone tweeted the other day when, I think it was when we lost to Millwall, someone who I follow on Twitter put, um, never let the football ruin a day out of the football. Yeah, that's something that we've had to invoke many times <laughs> in, the, in the past. I think some people do take that too far because they don't even watch the football. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we're not the kind who are going to be sat under the stand drinking. Oh, no, no, yeah. we, we will watch the whole game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not leaving early, not in the bar at halftime. Well, 10 minutes before halftime and 10 minutes after. I think the other the other story we should probably touch on was Wigan. But we've, we've, oh, we started Wigan. off by talking about away days and we've ended up talking about home games. But we had one game. Was it a Sunday? It was a Sunday morning, Sky yeah. Sports. Oh. And we got up probably about 7am on a Sunday morning. A bit. We had, to, we had to get to the train station early, didn't we? I think it was, I don't know if it was still 11.30 then or 12, but it was early-ish, especially for students getting from Preston to, to Leeds. And, and especially with no direct trains from Preston to Leeds that morning. And, and we kind of got to the station, it was maybe four hours before kickoff, and we knew at that point we were going to be late because there were no trains running that would actually get us to the game on time. We had planned, I should say. Yeah, we had They planned. were just, the first one was delayed and we missed the connections and it was just a nightmare. Um, so we ever resourceful, we got to uh, Manchester uh, and found a coach that would get us over to National Express. National Express coach. So we were singing the Divine Comedy for an hour over the Pennines on the M62 on a National Express coach. Dropped us off at, uh, at the bus station in Central yep. Leeds. Ran round to get on the on the shuttle bus to the Absolutely. ground. Absolutely, probably the last time I ran anywhere actually. <laughs> and then uh, we got the um, shuttle bus to the ground. I think we got there bang on kickoff in the seats, like as the ball was being kicked off. Absolute triumph. And then lost 2-0 at home to Wigan. Yeah, of course. Leads that. <laughs> well, thanks very much, Mark, for oh, coming on. It's been on. fun. It's been good fun. Tell us again, if, if somebody wants to commission a repaint or buy one that you might already have up for sale, where do they go? Um, they can have a look on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, just search Mark's Corinthians and you'll find me. Um, I'm on Twitter at Mark J. Bryan. And um, yeah, I'm sure you'll give me a, a link on your lovely Twitter page as well. We'll give you a retweet. It's the least we can do with the Calvin Definitely. Phillips. Definitely. And the, the last thing that I want to add is that I, I just want to thank you again for the effort that you put into being uh, sadly Bolsh yeah. <laughs> uh, on the uh, October Match Day pod because those questions were phenomenal, except for I think you gave stats the easier set, which oh, is also rubbish. 1958 World Cup Leeds players. Well, you didn't get it, did he? You didn't get it. You're not all that stats. <laughs> Joking, he's an absolute genius. Yeah. 
Brilliant. Thank you. No, it was fine. It was good fun. Thanks very much, Matt. That pot vinyl's incredible. Uh, thank you, Mark, for, for doing that for us. He bought it, and then he's put the hours in to paint it and recreate it for the podcast, which is lovely. It's incredible. And it could be yours. And I think he's taken it away with him. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I can see Calvin popping over a fruit bowl. Paul, how was it uh, interviewing Mark? Obviously, you know him as a friend. Was it different interviewing? It, it was nice because it's a bit of a trip down memory lane and it's nice to sit and uh, watch Matt and uh, Mark have a bit of a reminisce about university times. And it just took me again into that place where you're thinking about the whole experience of going to games and everything about Leeds United. It's not just the results. It's not just your favourite players or your least favourite players. It is that experience and the connections that you make over time, which sounds cheesy, but that's the only reason that I'm still here doing this. Well, thank you to Mark for coming and doing the interview with Matt and Paul. We've got a back catalogue now of interviews that you can go and listen to, and we've got a few more in the pipeline. To win the pop vinyl, you can log on to leadsthat.com. We're not giving that away. We are. We have to. Uh, I've already hidden it. Sorry. It it goes into the pot with other such great prizes as LUFC stats signed book, a signed copy of Do You Want to Win by Lee Hicken, the chord sheet from Ellen and a backstage pass from Chef United. And of course, my dear lost friend, who's not dead, an unopened Tony Yeboah Corinthian figure. Which we found out is incredibly valuable. No matter what Mark says, it's a complete invaluable piece of memorabilia. If you head over to leadsthat.com, you can catch up with all our pods. In the meantime, we'll look forward to uh, giving you some more content in the near future. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network.